This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 338. Joni Brewer on Positively Charged Hypnosis. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Now, if you've been listening to this program for quite some time, you've likely come around to the revelation that we don't tend to wake up one day as small children and make the decision that we want to become professional hypnotists. Now, instead, what very often happens is that we follow some other career path, and by way of some bit of chance encounter, we become fascinated by hypnosis. We then become ravenous to learn as much as we possibly can, going off to trainings, watching videos, and reading books, which then eventually leads to making that decision to open up shop and start to offer our services professionally. That's a big part of my personal story, a story that's been told many times over on this series over the years, and definitely a big part of the story of Joni Brewer from Oregon, who joins me on the program this week. Now, Joni comes from a rather interesting background, a combination of massage, as well as being a nurse, and I believe it finally took us 338 episodes for this, people, our very first Forrester to be on the program, which she did explain it to me, and I need to refine this a bit myself, the difference between a Forrester and a Park Ranger, but definitely a fascinating background to then get involved with hypnosis and now be out there offering her services, not just locally in Oregon, but also now, of course, as many of us have done, all around the world. And this whole theme of positively charged hypnosis, as you listen to the episode, you'll hear exactly where that comes from. But this idea of taking what our previous experiences were and how we let that become that leverage into something bigger and better, creating the right mindset that really is crucial to our success and completing the tasks necessary of running our business. And of course, a big part of this conversation, as always, that of finding our clients. We also talk about the idea of some of the little nuances of how do we interact with our clients and the differences of how to do this both in person as well as online. And again, in response to everything we've all been through in the last 18 or 19 months at this point in terms of a pandemic, the opportunity to really expand her practice to people all around the world And in addition to that, letting teaching and running a local community become a bigger part of that. And the reality is, I just caught myself, I said local community, but then again, in the age of online interaction, we're technically all local, as she's now talking as well about the Oregon Hypnotherapy Association, which is not just in Oregon anymore, bringing in guests from all around the world to present to her group, as well as, of course, now making the recordings of these presentations online for all of us to interact with as well. Be sure to head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 338. That's where you can see all the links to get in contact with Joni, all the links to find out more about the Oregon Hypnotherapy Association. And while you're there too, it actually points you back a number of episodes. We have received phenomenal feedback from episode number 333. This was an episode called Regress to Success. And rather than talk about a technique from a 30,000 foot view perspective, instead, I taught the entire thing step by step inside of that episode. So if you head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com, 
The top left, you can just type in the numbers 333. That'll bring you over to that episode. Though specifically, we've had dozens of people all around the world pick up the resource that's associated with that specific episode. If you go to thesuccesstrigger.com, we made the entire training video as well as explanation plus multiple demonstrations and many transcriptions. So you can see exactly this one set piece that's a big part of the professional change work that I do with many of my clients who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, top level athletes in terms of a peak performance, really reaching their full human potential in terms of what they can do. This is a technique that is completely universal in its approach. You can apply it to practically any issue that would come into the office. And I'll openly tell you it's a big part of the change work that I do with my personal clients as well. You can listen to the preview of that over on episode 333. Or if you want to jump directly to the resource, check that out now. It's just 27 bucks available to you right now at thesuccesstrigger.com. This is a technique I know you're going to use, and we've been getting phenomenal feedback from people who are now using it with their clients as well. And with that, let's jump directly into this week's episode. Here we go. Our very first Forrester on the program, finally. Episode number 338, Joni Brewer on Positively Charged Hypnosis. Well, I started out a long time ago as a Forrester. And then my mom got cancer, and I watched her in the hospital, saw the nurses taking care of her, and really appreciated what they were doing. So I became a nurse. I did that for about 15 years. I worked in a nursing home, and then it became not hands-on anymore, and I really wanted to get into the hands-on. So then I became a massage therapist. Did that for about 10 years, and my hands started to have some difficulties. I took a little detour into law. I did that for three years. I worked for CASA, Court Appointed Special Advocates, and that was such a bad fit. I am into being healthy, <laughs> you know, and that is a broken system. So it was like, what am I going to do next? And I had been using hypnosis for myself, just um, some audios that I had, and it intrigued me. And I thought, ah, oh, I want to learn more about this. And there was a fellow right here in Salem who was doing some training. And I was his actually his very first student. So that was really cool because it was just one-on-one -on -one with him. And I would get to yeah. sit in on his sessions and really experience the whole thing. And then I would do a session with him sitting there. I do part of a session. It was a fabulous fabulous training and i was amazed at the results that people were getting it's like this is what i am doing this is how you can really heal people in a very short amount of time you know they they are making such amazing changes within themselves so yeah that's how i got into hypnosis yeah there's a couple of things to explore inside of what you just shared which one of my favorite things of teaching hypnosis is that people come in from all different backgrounds. People come in from different experiences. And we often hear the story of from like something helping to, you know, something related. First, uh, Forrester, uh, what, what is that exactly? <laughs> doing forestry kind of work. So mostly I was doing maintaining the trails that you see. I was counting trees, seeing how old they are, seeing what was going on with them. 
making sure that people were being okay in the back areas, the back country, like the wilderness areas, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that folks were okay there. Firefighting was never my thing. I actually, this is almost embarrassing, but I actually made it so that I failed the pack test. You have to take this little test. And back then it was just how high your heart rate got. I don't do caffeine. So that morning I did a lot of caffeine. And so when I took the pack <laughs> test, my heart rate was way up there. It's like, yep, I'm not going no fire. The funny thing is, is my husband, he also was a forester at the time. He loved wildland firefighting. And now our daughter is also a wildland firefighter. She repels out of helicopters into fires. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So obviously she didn't get that one from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, the, the human guinea pig aspect of myself is loving that just for the reason of going, well, if you know how to dose it <laughs> yes. and yes. you know exactly what it does, what was it? There was an interview with someone who actually teaches people in his books around, you know, being um, sort of more the paleo style athlete. But the line was, yes, this is all very helpful. But when I run a marathon, I will take whatever sugary gel packets they give me because it's not about fitness at that point. It's about surviving the zombie apocalypse. But I jumped to what you also mentioned there about uh, the career that you did were just very clearly from the start. It was not what you wanted. What what were those away from motivations that were there? Away from, oh, you mean as far as working, not wanting to work at CASA anymore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing there is every child that's in uh, foster care is supposed to have a an advocate, a CASA. And yeah. there aren't enough. So first off, we don't get to do all the kids. We only get to do some of them. And then you would see attorneys that were really fighting for things that they shouldn't be fighting for. They were fighting for parents to be able to have their children back when the house was really unsafe still. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I totally want to get kids back with their parents. It's so, so important but not when it's you know, when they're doing meth and the yeah. kid is one, it, it's just, it's not safe. And you'd see the attorneys doing this and so many times bad things were happening and thank goodness for our CASAs. I mean, I was so grateful um, that they were there and I was a CASA uh, myself. So I had my own kids that I was watching over, but for, for those that don't know, can you define what CASA is? Oh, court-appointed special advocate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're an advocate for the children. We're the one person that the kids sees all the time. So they may go through many different foster cares. They may be, you know, different doctors. Akasa will be the one that says, hey, did the kids inhaler make it to this next foster home with them? Wow, and yeah. if it didn't, I had a casa. She sat in the doctor's office and she said, that's fine. I've got a book. I'll sit here and I'll wait. And within five minutes, she'd gotten the inhaler so that she could go wow. give it to the new foster home. Yeah. yeah. So casas are amazing people. They do amazing work. It just was so broken and it just broke my heart. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I really had to get back to helping people heal themselves. Yeah. I share for everyone listening here, you know, part of the backstory of doing this podcast now for seven plus years running and all these episodes 
And one of the reasons why we often begin with that, you know, classic origin story, what got you into this, is that there are so many people that are kind of stuck in careers or different pathways of life that they're not happy with. And to hear some of these insights and even some of the connections, I'm curious to ask from either that work or even from the forestry, I mean, the the massage and the uh, nursing, that writes itself. (laughs) (laughs) Still to this day, the episode with Mark Carlin is one of my favorites from many years ago because he goes, well, I looked at hypnosis and I looked at massage and I thought hypnosis would be less wear on my body, and I'm inherently lazy, so I went with that one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah. from uh, from the forestry and even from the cost of services, what what takeaways would you say help to inform the work that you're now doing? Oh, that's an excellent question, and that I've never actually thought about. Um, so forestry, I think it helps me to relate to many different people also being very independent because you're out mm-hmm. there, you're doing your own thing, you know, like you've yeah. got maybe one teammate. So being very, in, very independent, the CASA work, I am so grateful that I had that work because now my clients come in and they can tell me the most horrific stories and I've already heard it, Yeah, you know? And, and so it, I am then able, I'm then able to work with them in order to help them to get past all of that because it's not affecting me. You know, I've already heard it. They don't see on my face. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you went through that. That's horrid. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just not there. It's not a part. I've already heard it. So we can move on. Well, and in many ways too, the work that we do is not entirely focused on exactly what that old story was. If anything, that's a specific marker in time. This is my, you know, flavor of what I've now nicknamed unstoppable confidence going into any session no matter what the person has been through, the fact that they're in front of us today means they're not in that old situation anymore. So one, one part of the change process is helping them associate into the present. This is why you know, all the work in mindfulness is so helpful inside of what we do. But it's not defining the client by their problem. It's defining them in terms of who they are and where they're going. Oh, yeah. And how strong they are because they made it through all that. You know? Yeah. But that's a, that was a cool thing you mentioned, though, about taking a training and being able to have that one-to-one attention, being able to have that one-to-one feedback mechanism. What, what strengths would you say came out of that for you? I think that it helped you very mindful, very present. I think that's yeah. probably the biggest thing, is being very, very present to whoever is right in front of me at that, that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then moving forward from there, at what point did you, the hypnosis, or let's phrase it this way, what, at what point did you facilitate the hypnosis to kind of take over and become the focus of what you now do? It took me just a little while. Uh, I think I studied for about a year and then I started um, doing it myself. And um, I'm super fortunate that I have a husband that has a great job. So I was able to just sort of jump right in and not have to worry about, oh my goodness, how am I going to you know pay all the house bills and everything else? All I had to do was pay my own bills. And mm-hmm. geez, if I couldn't do that in a month, you know, like, okay, time to find something else to do. Oh, I love that. <laughs> as much as we can focus on set those big goals, set those really substantial things. I was 
the one in like 2009 playing the game of, okay, so these are my expenses to start this thing up, you know, moving away from at that point, the stage hypnosis into seeing clients. Here's the low rent that I was able to facilitate getting started. And the thought was, if I can't book three appointments a month, I'm not even trying. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> So then would you say there was a specific focus of clients that you wanted to see or has that changed over time or who are the who are the people you tend to work the most with? You know, that's so interesting, Jason, because I always hear you talk about niche to grow rich, right? <laughs> and I'm like going, yeah, I'm going to niche. I'm going to do this. And I found myself doing stop smoking. I went yeah. through Ken's class. I went through another class and uh before ken's class and it's like yeah i i enjoyed doing this and it just wasn't quite you know there for me and then i found out that i was i was pre-diabetic i don't think that i am anymore i've changed um a number of things in my life so i was like oh i really want to do that and then as i was thinking about this it's like you know the people that come to me are the ones that want to be healthy. And that scene that presents itself in many different ways. Yeah. So it's not so much what it is that they're doing. It's who they want to be. I don't, I do weight loss, but it's because people want to be healthy. My knees are hurting me. My hips are hurting me. I want to be able to do stuff with my grandkids and I can't because I'm overweight. I can't run with them. I can't play with them. I want to be more healthy. I don't ever get somebody that comes in and says, yeah, I want to look really good in my bikini this year. You know, <laughs> or those old skinny <laughs> jeans, they just don't fit. And I want to fit into them. Those are the people that come to me. Um, same way with the smoking. I get all the people that want to be healthy. That's really their thing is the healthy, not so much what it smells like or that they're embarrassed or the money. The common denominator is healthy. I have a couple of doctors that also refer to me. And again, the common denominator there is being healthy. So I guess that's my niche. <laughs> well, there's a beautiful thing inside of that conversation, which for, for what it's worth, uh, I've been 100% online since um, January this year. I was already mostly online, went fully online during the pandemic as things were at its peak and saw a few people in person in Virginia before renting that space out to a group of counselors and now being settled here in Orlando. And I'll put it this way. I've had phenomenal stop smoking clients seeing them online. And the only one that was a bit of a conflict in terms of how the process went. And a lot of it came down to, I'll say it directly, our pre-talk is only as good as they actually listen to it. I, I don't like to send somebody an email going, if you look down below at the forms you completed, you agreed to this, you agreed to that. And you even told me when you watched my video, you took a phone call. Um, and at that point, I should have just refunded your money and moved on. And just to draw the, the line here though, my clients tend to be in that similar respect where something else in their life has happened. And this is kind of that wake up call to go, I need to get everything in order. Where, you know, as I'd say, the, the old behaviors are no longer congruent. The one problem client was the one going, it's because they smell bad. 
they're expensive. I it was it was the negative story as opposed to what what I'm hearing from you is that here's this celebration that I'm now going to take better care of myself, which now includes eliminating these things. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So then what's working for you now in terms of bringing those people in? You, okay. This is going to just sound woo. Okay. okay. I, have done, <laughs> I, have, I have a lady we get together every week. Uh, we've been, you know, more like acquaintance kind of friends for a while. And then about a year ago, we both were trying to get more into our business. And she does, she specializes in energy work, um, doing EFT. Uh, so that mm-hmm. emotional freedom techniques tapping. So that's what her specialty is. So we've been getting together for over a year now, once a week. And um, I had trained in EFT with her. So I'm very familiar. Uh, she does sessions frequently online that are free. I'll join in on those. And so coming back to your question, I was doing ads. I was doing BNI. I was going out to other networking things and doing those. And eh, not so much. Didn't really see anything. My ads, they got a few people, never anything happened with them. And I'm like going, okay, so what do I need to do? I started, when Karen and I started working together, partway through, we started making sure that our energy was up. So in typical EFT, you go on a scale from uh, minus 10 to zero. So minus 10 being horrible to zero. And once you get zero, you're sort of neutral. But what she does, and she gets this from Sylvia Hartman, what she does is she goes up into the plus number. So we can get all the way to plus 10, which is just absolutely incredibly amazing. Okay. And that's where we all want to live. So that's what I do with my clients too. I teach my clients to go into the plus numbers. And we found, Karen and I, when we were working together, what we both found was when we were doing anything, so whether it was making a video, an audio, just coming to our business in those plus numbers, if we could get yeah. up in that plus seven, eight, nine up there, all of a sudden business just started coming to us. Like, I don't know. I'm not running ads. I'm not doing anything now. And I'm booked out for three weeks. Nice. I don't get it. I had, yeah, yeah, I had somebody contact me from the UK that wanted to do stop smoking. And I'm thinking to myself, do you know the Jackwins are over there and they're in the same time zone as you are? (laughs) 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 But he wanted to work with me, you know, and and he just found it on a Google search. That's all he did. And somebody from Virginia, same thing. They're doing these Google searches and they're finding me. So I don't know. I don't know what's working except to keep myself into those positive numbers. So whenever I'm doing work stuff, always up in those positive numbers. And if I'm not feeling it, like if I can't get it there, I've got some project I want to get done and I can't get it up there. I now understand that I'm not supposed to do that project right then. That Mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to get more information that's going to make that project even better. Or I don't know, maybe when it comes out, the person who needs to see it isn't going to see it. 
but if I wait for a week, then then that person will see it. I don't know. All I know is that if I try and push it, the it, I don't like it. I don't like the end results. So yeah, yeah. Just don't. No, push there's it there's some services of mine that um, you can find them if you dig around on the web enough, and it's because I if I promoted it and I pushed it, I didn't get the people that I wanted. If it was readily there and people on their own could dig enough to find it, they were the best people I could possibly work with. I, I can give you two thoughts as to what I think is going on there, which I, I've had this chat with someone else recently on this. Um, the first would be, I think we put a video into hypnotic business systems around this, or at least I did this in the Facebook group for it. Uh, but the playful phrase that when you're the person who does the thing, you're the person who does the thing. Yes. <laughs> which which came about from I was in as a stage hypnotist originally, you know, I didn't have promo. I was brand new. But I could be the guy who could say, I do the show Monday nights at Zen West in Baltimore. Do you want to come uh see the show? You know, rather than watch a DVD, we can set aside tickets. And people requested the tickets. No one who was potentially booking me ever showed up, but they still booked my program. Because wow. everyone else was mailing a DVD, I could make the invite. So the difference was, I was the guy who was already working. Everyone else was selling a show. So that was a bit of a differentiating factor. Uh, it may not be the best reference because we've nicknamed the movie about this man, Hookers and Blow. Uh, there's a transition. <laughs> uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, <laughs> where, uh, what was it? The, there's a line from, this was not in the movie. But Jordan Belfort, who the movie is based off of, apparently drilled into his staff before you pick up the phone. And all of us from a hypnotic standpoint would recognize what's going on here. It's an affirmation. It's a mantra. It's a self-hypnosis suggestion. The thing he would drill in is before you pick up the phone and dial. There's the three things that may not be a fit for everyone. Uh, enthusiastic as hell, forced to be reckoned with, and... Um, I forget the third now, but it'll come to me, I'm sure, as soon as we finish this recording. Yes. <laughs> but it's something about how we show up, you know, and I give you some insight to this. I look at, you know, hypnosis trainings I've been a part of as a student myself or even business programs and, and to watch people who believe they're following the steps, but there's more to it than just the techniques. Oh, yeah. um, here, here's a marketing group that I was a member of. And one part of it is going live online and, you know, being seen by people and someone would turn on the camera and it was just, hey, I'm here to be uh, talking about this today. It just, it didn't draw anyone in. Yeah. Be, be that source of energy that people want to be a part of. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think that's sometimes why I don't turn on my camera when I think I should. Yeah. You know, that should yeah. word, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I just don't. It's like, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to put it out there. Nobody wants to even look at it. Like, why would I bother? Well, I, I get into something kind of personal here. Um, here it is. Sharp as attack, enthusiastic as hell, forced to be reckoned with. This is what's helpful when you're recording with Google in front of you at the same time. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um, as, as I'm now 100% a home-based business other than going to conferences, and yes, we are scheduling for some in-person trainings, probably for 2022, because hey, let's give this thing a little bit more time. Why not? Yeah. Uh, th there was a conversation at home around how everything that we have, everything that I've created is a result of what I call batching by mode. So I... We told you I'm recording this one. I've recorded three others today so far in terms of this podcast. 
but it's to purposefully get into that mode of production and recording and presentation. There's a reason why I'm doing this on the same day that I'm also teaching a class tonight. So this way it's that writing that consistent mechanism. So it's not about hoping we show up well, it's about turning that on on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, has that has that brought in a different kind of client uh, for you as a result of that? I don't know that it's a different kind of a client. There is certainly more clients. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying all of the clients that I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So then the shape of this, the balance of seeing your clients, the uh, what kind of uh, changes have you noticed in terms of your business by at one point, moving a lot of things online? You know, I think that I've done some videos on my website so that people, like you say, they can get to know me before they actually know me, before we actually mm -hmm. meet. And I love that. I think that that's been really helpful in finding the right type of clients. And then I have been doing some online work. Most of my work now is in the office. And I started yeah. doing that and fully masked, windows open, filter on. And, you know, as soon as I could get the vaccine, I got the vaccine. Uh, my mother-in-law is 101. And none yeah. of us want to be the one that kills Bernie, you know? <laughs> so yeah. we take real good care. I think that going online has made me a better hypnotist. I have learned so much more about bringing taking people in and out and just having more patience. I had a woman yesterday and the poor thing has not slept more than a few hours in the last 20 years. And she's just desperate. She's tried everything, right? So I had her yesterday and as you can imagine, she goes right to sleep, right? It's just like, yep. I knew that was going to happen, you know, as soon as we get her relaxed, boom, she's going to go to sleep. And I just allowed her to sleep for a little while. And I never mm -hmm. would have been able to do that before, um, just because I didn't have the confidence that it's going to be okay. You know, I know that she will come up. I know that if I needed to, I could get her up. But the poor thing needs to sleep. And I want her to experience that sleep. So yeah. while she was experiencing that sleep, I also gave some suggestions in there. But part of the time, I just sat quietly with her and let her sleep. And then she, you could see, she'd start coming up. And so then I'd lay her on some more suggestions. I'd have her, you know, open her eyes, take herself back down. I did a lot of teaching of the self-hypnosis with that. And I think all of that, a lot of that came with uh, doing the online work. You know, because I could see people and I just had to be different. You can't touch people when you're online. So I, I had to learn how to do things a little bit differently. And it just gave me a little bit more confidence in what I am doing and, and the level that a person may or may not have to be in. You know, I, I'm, I'm not so much into the whole, you got to be in this deep hypnosis and have your eyes closed thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I, <laughs> the age of reason hit <laughs> yes. in terms of it can be, it can be different. I'll, I'll throw on top of that. One of my favorite things is that, you know, in a client session, typically we'd be sitting off to the side and we'd even say in a training, sometimes don't sit directly across from your client. Cause that could be felt as confrontational, 
Well, now we get to sit directly across from the person and observe so much more. Oh, yeah. 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 And I had the advantage because my first room was really tiny. And the only place I had was right across from my client. And there really wasn't a problem. So when I moved to a larger room so I could keep that six foot distance, yeah, I'm still right across from the client because yeah, you can see so much more. The one person I had a really hard time with in my office was we had masks. And then the second time she came in, she really felt like she had to have her little eye things on so that her eyes would stay closed. So she had a mask on and then she had the little black thing over her eyes, you know, so I can't see her face at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, like a phone conversation. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had that session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we're doing a Zoom session, but we're doing it in person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but from, I mean, I, I was doing that in Virginia that uh, I was using a headset system. And because I had the sound cables, I'm like, and in terms of the distancing, watch this. And I'd slide my office chair back and glide a good 20 feet away. Oh, <laughs> It's like, yeah. well, we got the distance. We can do this. And that's where I kind of hit the point of going, ah, it's now the same thing I do online. Let's not make people sit in traffic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I'm just surprised at how many people want to come into the office. You know, mm -hmm. they, they're just like, this is what I want. Like, yeah. okay, I can I can do that. But but we're me, I'd want to be sitting in my house, you know, not have to do the traffic. Salem traffic isn't bad. Yeah, that's one of the greatest benefits. And uh, Karen Hand was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about how that's the beauty of this, is that there's some of us who have moved everything online. There are some that are going back into the office. And this is the beauty of it, that people have a choice. They can yeah. make that decision for themselves. The same as you might have certain issues that you choose not to work with. I have certain issues I choose to not work with. And I've got a network I can point to people and it's okay to sometimes say, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have a resource for that. But as soon as you find something, please call me back and let me know. So I have that for people in the future to at least leave them better off than we found them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, something I wanted to have you on here to chat about uh, was the project that you're currently doing, I would say starting, but it's already in motion and going great from what I've been seeing. Chat with us about the Oregon Hypnotherapy Association. So OIJ... Gosh, now I should have figured this out ahead of time. I don't remember how many years it's, it's in existence. I've been with <laughs> OHA for 11 years now. Um, I am currently the president, and we are in education. We support hypnotists, and we are into education. So we don't do any kind of, I was going to say legality, but that's not the word. What is it that I want? Uh, when they make legislation. laws, legislation, yeah. thank you. We there don't you do go. any yeah. of that. We've got your things going on in Oregon and OHA just stays away from all of that. We are really into the education. So in order to do that, what we have done is three times a year, we get together and we used to get together in person and we have a couple of speakers and they teach us. They have about an hour and a half and they teach us whatever their thing is and it is so much fun because there are so many people that are doing amazing things that are very, very different, right? We had somebody that came in and was working on shamanism and how does shamanism go along with his hypnosis practice? 
uh, the one that we just had. So we just had our summer meeting this last Saturday and I recorded it. And one of the people that was on there is working actually in not an Alzheimer's unit. It's a, it's a memory care unit. And he is the, it's not the activities coordinator. They call it something different now, but it's an enrichment kind of a thing. And he sneaks some NLP kinds of stuff in there. You can do that, you know, causing a whole lot of problems. Um, he does every once in a while do some hypnosis with some of the people after he's gotten permission and everything. He'll do a little bit of hypnosis with people. But it's really like, how can we then take that and what he's doing and bring it into our practices? So when you're working with somebody with dementia, they're so into their past and what happened there and how can we make happy things happen in their past? Well, that's kind of the same thing as we're doing in our office. How can we make happy things? How can we help our clients remember happy times in their past and bring some of those happy times and those happy feelings up to the present and also use that happy feeling to make some of those changes in the past. So like lots of different things that we have going on in OHA that we're teaching people. Um, we had the Elmans down, so they live in Washington and they came down and uh, presented for us and that was amazing. We had a nurse that came one time. Uh, she lives down in California. She came and talked to us about uh, using hypnosis in a medical setting, especially for pain. That's how she got into it. She saw an anesthetist and this gentleman came in and had burns over so much of his body. They couldn't do anything for him as far as anesthesia. And so while they were doing the surgery, the anesthetist was talking to him and the fellow had no pain. Oh, wow. yeah. And the nurse is like going, what did you just do? And that's how <laughs> she needed to learn, you know? So we've got these kinds of presentations that are going on. And for a number of years, the people on the board have wanted to be able to share this with others. We just yeah. haven't been able to figure out how. And then 2020 happened and we all learned about Zoom, you know, it's like, okay, so we know that we can do this. We are still not sure what we're going to be doing as far as monetizing this because we kind of feel like, well, the members are paying to be a member and they're the ones that are getting these people here. They're paying to get these people here when we're meeting in person we always charged because there's the room fee and then there was lunch and then a little bit in order to cover whoever it was that was coming in. So how do we monetize that one? We haven't figured that one out yet. So I'm putting mm -hmm. this up and it'll be on the um, Facebook page. I'm going to be um, posting it today and it'll be up for a little while for free while we figure out what we're going to do about this. So we need to figure that out. But I'd share some personal insight on that, which is that, you know, yes, it's clear now that this podcast um, is one of the promotional arms that brings people into my programs and into my trainings. The, the more successful the person that I meet, though, there's this willingness that 
there's a need that's there and they're looking to help people satisfy and solve that need. And it's only over time that there becomes some sort of specific monetary function of it that then, you know, yes, pays the bills, but also takes care of other, let's say, other expenses that are just involved with living. On, on the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast, uh, I had Pat Flynn, who hosts the biggest business podcast that's out there. And to hear him tell the story over on that one that, you know, well, there were people who were struggling with a specific problem and I had a solution for that. So I just started to go online and teach people what I did. And it was only by listening to them that they were going, this is so helpful. Do you have a product for this? Him realizing, oh, I guess I could. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what created everything else. Um, I love the intention though of here was something that we were doing locally. And I mean, that's the story of this podcast too, of, hey, it's the same meetup attendees every month. Let's bring this to a bigger audience and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And the great thing that we've got from the whole 2020 is now we understand we can do this by Zoom, right? Yes. So yeah. this last meeting, we had Jonathan Nan from Toronto oh, yeah. come and he was one of our speakers and it was amazing. Yeah. He did such a great job. He helped us all with Zoom and more of the technical kinds of things. And he talked about having a backup plan. And it was good that he did. You'll have to watch the video for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's foreshadowing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are planning on our plan forward is to continue starting next year. Our fall meeting is going to also be by Zoom. But hopefully by next spring, we'll be able to all get together again. But we want to continue to be able to record these record our meetings and have people come in virtually. So we don't have to fly people in. People don't have to take a whole weekend to come and talk for 90 minutes, right? You yeah. can come and talk for 90 minutes. And we're hoping that we can get more people from more places to come and visit us and help us and teach us and all of those kinds of things. And then be yeah. able to spread that, be able to share that with a wider audience because we think we're doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the innovation of finding ways to keep people connected, the simple nuance that one of your speakers by current laws cannot travel to this country as so much international travel is currently blocked. Uh, so to have these opportunities for people to be found and people to hear what's going on in the industry and how they can better improve themselves, that's that's phenomenal. Congrats on getting that up and running and looking forward to hearing more of it. Oh, thank you. It was a major learning curve to do the editing. Uh, I've yes. never edited something <laughs> that large before. We, we were chatting about this before we recorded here. The The fun of being in the entrepreneur is like, great, here's another thing I have to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I did learn, do not do ultra high def and really be aware of your conversion time because if you want your computer for anything else, you're not going to have yep. it for a couple of hours. So just do it at night before you go to bed. <laughs> you're opening up Pandora's box here with nuances, which the question then becomes, well, it depends on where your video is going. If you want to produce it as 4K or 10, uh, as 1080p, I, I think Chris Thompson with Mike Mandel now does something similar to what I've done at times, is that if you have the hard drive storage, record in 4K because then you can pull out other shots. But if hard drive and processing, this is the main reason why 
Um, I'm currently with one computer as we're replacing one of the others, but that's why for years I've been a two-computer business. Um, there's the laptop and then there's the desktop. Why? Because when the desktop is rendering video, you can't do anything else on it. Oh, yeah. 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 Or it's the game of, uh, okay, so let's turn this on and I will look at it tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Which again, this is what we all went to our first hypnosis training to attend, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was chatting before, it's like, I have a wobbly camera right now. Here's what I just bought to Frankenstein a system to make it stable. Uh, now I have a solution for this, okay. <laughs> what's, the, what's the website for Oregon Hypnotherapy Association? It stands for Oregon Hypnotherapy Association Northwest. So it's O-H-A-N-W. Excellent. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com. We've been doing lately, this is episode number 338. So if you go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 338, you'll find the links and more about Joni on that page. What's a website people can track down to find out more about you? brewerhypnosis.com. Nice. So easy. So simple. I don't have a whole lot of creativity when it comes to... I, I resisted jasonlinette.com for so many years because people screw up the spelling. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> so I'm slightly jealous. That's great. Uh, so we'll put links to everything in the show notes as well. And it's been great having you on here. I know that you and I go back a number of years now uh, in terms of communicating online and doing video projects for other things. So thank you so much for coming on. Before we wrap this up, any final thoughts for the listeners out there? Oh, well, thank you so much, Jason. It's been just a pleasure uh, being here. You know, I think the things that I have to share are simply be yourself. You are the only one that has your experience. You are the only one that has your knowledge. And you are the only one that can put it together in your own way. And that's so important. That's what re people really want. So be yourself. Go with the flow. Raise your vibration. Be yourself. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for leaving your reviews online, and letting these episodes now become a part of the continuous conversation within the professional voice of this industry, to be a member of groups like the Freddie and Anthony Jackwin community, the Mike Mandel community, and to see how often, even in other communities, people continuously reference the resources, the episodes of this podcast to further enrich not only their learning, but the discussions they're having again, creating the professional voice of this industry. So if you haven't yet left a review online, please find the places to do so. Uh, check out the links and resources over with the show notes of this episode to see how to connect with Joni, as well as interact with the Oregon Hypnotherapy Association. And once again, go back a few episodes, check out number 333, Regress to Success. You can listen to the entire episode, though that full resource, several hours of video training are available to you right now for a low price of just $27 at the Success Trigger. Com. This is a technique to help you to create your client's own peak performance success. You can watch the video tour. You can join that program right away at thesuccesstrigger.com. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.